Hello everybody, this is Ram. Today we're going to talk about whether we can be free of Chinese goods. Ever since Prime Minister Modi made a speech on the 12th of May 2020, Atmanirbhar started trending. My Facebook news feed showed countless memes and what not about boycotting Chinese products. Some even questioned my bravery to be able to say um no to made in China. Bravery to post aside, I started to think how practical would it be to boycott Chinese products or rather what would it take to boycott them? Um let's start with the current situation. As of March 2020, our total import from China was at 70 billion dollars in 12 months. That amounts to about 13% of the total imports into India. The pre-COVID-19 period says no different story either. India imported goods worth 514.08 billion dollars in all, of which goods imported from China were about 70.32 billion dollars. The issue is not merely importing goods and services from China, but how much we export and import. We call this trade balance, the difference between the worth of goods and services exported and the worth of goods and services imported. Um a positive number indicates a trade surplus and a negative number indicates what is known as trade deficit. Now, if you go to my blog post on blog.ramayer.me, you would see a chart and what you would see in red in that chart is the trade deficit. So, in the last 5 years, we've bought products and services worth 269 billion dollars. That's about 46 lakh 74368 crore rupees from china more than we exported and um, well it's oversimplifying this concept is probably harmful but what we can understand is that india's domestic demand is far higher than our um, our output now what do we import from china and as a corollary what can we stop buying from china if at all we had to do it um if it made sense to do it Now, the first response of some is well ban TikTok. Right, ban the app. Problem solved. Wrong. I started looking for data that would uh, tell me what we import from China, what we import the most. Um did anyone guess electronic equipment? Let's take a look. So, in the period between um, April 2019 and January 2020, we imported 17 billion dollars worth of electro- electrical machinery, parts and all of that. um about 11.8 billion dollars worth of nuclear reactors and uh, machinery 7 billion dollars worth of organic chemicals 2.4 billion dollars worth of plastics and plastic articles and 1.7 billion dollars worth of fertilizers now if you want more information about this you can just take a look at the import country wise all commodities report by the department of commerce government of india Now if we ask what is the net result across all countries are we importing more or exporting the data says that india's trade balance of 2018-19 was a negative 184 billion dollars now why are we buying from china if you did indeed generate a report you would see that consumer facing products such as um footwear apparel um accessories all of that running into hundreds of millions of dollars and you'd think well Let me stop buying these attractive looking toys and all. Or you could say, well no more makeup kits from China. But that is hundreds of millions of dollars as opposed to tens of billions of dollars. 
what effect is this going to have um, is, is you know cutting down on the consumer ready articles gonna have on the numbers the crux to me doesn't look like is in the consumer goods we're importing billions of dollars worth of chemicals fertilizers and all of that apart from plastics and electronic goods we're also importing tons of metal and metal articles medical and surgical equipment automotive parts and all of that now vivek call who's the author of the easy money trilogy says it is important to understand that no one is forcing indians to import goods from china the fact that we are doing it is out of free will the chinese goods are either more value for money that's better quality for the price demanded or they are goods which are simply not widely available in india so do we as consumers have control over these probably not but even if we could nudge the companies that we buy from to stay away from materials of chinese origin the situation would come down to two questions the first one can we produce as much as we buy from china and second can we get the materials at the same prices that china sells them at the two are interrelated we, if we produce as much as Ch- china does and uh, if we have an edge over them in quality we will have consumers ready to buy from us this would encourage us to produce as much and so the cycle would go on and we would be able to keep the prices competitive this will in turn um nudge the industries to buy from within our country and that could reduce the trade deficit and at the same time also contribute to national income because well the other countries could buy from us now why does the government not hand twist us a government will not force us to buy from within the country think about it this way we will have to make all the products in india to stop indians from buying from china why because china sells at cheap rates the cost of production of the goods in india is far higher than for china because economies of scale second no other country sells as cheap as china does for for instance if a ton of smoking that's just something that i made up right it costs say 400 when brought bought from china australia sells the same substance for 470 because uh, again economies of scale and assume that the tax on smoking bought from china is 14% while when bought from australia it's 12% it's unlikely to happen because you know china's a neighbor but still um calculate the total cost and compare china still stands at 456 dollars per ton while australia is at 526 dollars now buying from australia is still far more expensive despite the lower tax manufacturing within india is a better choice at least there would be no import taxes but the case has been that producing in india is still more expensive than importing from china despite the tax benefit we'll talk about why in uh, in a moment but we could bring down the cost by increasing production can but can we produce more the government does not force anyone against uh, buying from china for a simple reason if the products become more expensive people will buy less less raw material or components bought translates to lower output of the final products and this has a ripple effect as well for inst- for instance if the price of my favorite brand of coffee powder goes up by 300 rupees a kg i will either buy 250 grams less of the coffee or stop buying something else like avoid the social chai for a week 
um, every month or so, right? This makes the chaiwala loses business. This direction is undesirable for the government. So no make in India. Make in India is actually a fantastic phrase and a good plan, but requires enormous amounts of work. Now, the first step is to make business easier in India so that more manufacturers can come up. Right? The goal should be to reduce import of finished goods. Importing of raw material is probably inevitable at some point. Coming back to setting up businesses, the uh, 2020 Doing Business report ranks India at 63 in ease of doing business. Now, to be fair, we have come up a long way from 134 back in 2014, and that's no small feat. But China ranks at 31. We still have a long way to go if we are competing with China. Even if not, think of how easy starting a business in India is, like registration, getting construction permits, electricity supply, or the kind of aid available to new businesses, the tax norms, and such factors. These factors impact the ease of doing business. And the reality is that we are in an age where small businesses. are still unable to understand gst even after 3 years of its implementation right sure the government has all the documentation but how accessible is it and by that i don't mean being able to find the links and clicking on them it's it's about how simple is it for the general population to understand this what percentage of businesses can afford to hire a chartered accountant secondly the basic infrastructure required to enable all of this is not in place if it were we would not be looking at 7.6% unemployment and this is the 2019 december 2019 figures and that's 3 months before the covid-19 lockdown now the situation is much worse but of course the reasons are different now all right so will the boycott impact china no not noticeably anyway <laughs> china's exports to india constitute about 3% of their total exports Oh sure China will be upset about the sentiment uh, but the boycott is unlikely to make an actual impact on their economy or anything um, if we are competing in that way right the boycott will have adverse effects on India instead right but there is good news and the good news is that the import from China shrank last year compared to the year before and the export is also increasing so there are two points to note very significant one is the export of petroleum products to china and the second is assembly of cell phones in india but india still needs to step up for example chinese companies are more efficient in logistics apart from their production itself on an average it's found that indian firms spend about 9% more money in logistics while the taxes that india imposes on chinese goods um closes or offsets this gap chinese firms also receive subsidies from their own government on exports and chinese banks also offer cheaper loans i mean think of like almost half the rate of interest as the indian banks second and perhaps more obvious is the infrastructure the infrastructure that the chinese have starting from transportation systems to availability of space for factories or special economic zones these give them a great advantage We've spent decades mired in Hindu-Muslim skirmishes and scams and quote-unquote internal issues. We play a game of yes, I sucked your blood, 
but at least I didn't make you walk upside down. While the other says, well, I made you walk upside down, but at least I didn't suck your blood. When we find time off of these, and our slogans don't merely remain slogans, we might make some noticeable headway in the development of infrastructure. But of course, to be also fair to the system, um, we have seen quite a bit of infrastructure development in the last four or five years, but that's still not good enough. Given the situation that we are in, um, given what, what we want to achieve. Now third, we also seem to miss out on recycling. Recycling plastics and metals would mean less of them bought from elsewhere. Apart from the obvious outcome of reducing the size of landfills, recycling could also generate more jobs. At the same time, it could lend a hand in reducing imports as well as the cost of raw materials. Why we are not encouraging recycling in the right way is beyond me. What happened to the No Waste is Waste campaign? The moral of the story is, tweeting boycott Chinese goods or making postcards of we are saying no to made in China at this point is stupid, short-sighted, irresponsible, and absurd. We are at a point where we need real action to ensure that our businesses can thrive our businesses can improve and then we can talk about all of these things sure you can exercise your right to expression of views and you know give out your opinion that i'm being anti-nationalistic or i'm not proud enough or whatever but will silencing the pain with a pill fix the broken bone